Welcome to the podcast called Can I Talk Now? And I'm your host, Nicholas Ballard. Today's guest, I've known this lady for a long, 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 long time. I've known her since my college days in SUNY Cortland, upstate New York. She's going to tell you about her journey, her journey from upstate New York to St. Louis and all the crazy things she's been up to and things she's been getting into. And you know what? No need to to go into more. I'm going to introduce you to the one and only Nikki. What's up? What's up? What's up? Well, hey, she's like, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey, what's going on? How you been? I'm good. I'm doing very good. Long time no speak to you. It's been like many years. It's, it's been a very long time. I know. How long has it been? Like, oh, shoot, I don't know. Man, I would say probably 20 years. Somewhere no, around, I, 10 years. After the box thing. I said it was after the dick in the box. A dick in a yeah, the dick in the box was two two thousand nine was dick in the box. So then yeah, it's been it's been a long time. For you guys wondering what dick in a box is, I was on a reality <laughs> show called Shout Out Love Tila Tequila. I was on season two, and the very first episode was this runway challenge. We had a surprise her with something. So me, with being the crazy person that I am. I put my dick in a box and gave it to her and she didn't like it and she kicked me off the show. And then later on, Justin Timberlake came up with that song, Dick in a Box. I'm kind of like a trailblazer because I started that whole Dick in a Box. Justin Timberlake, he he took it and and he made that video on SNL and there there he is and here I am in my closet doing my podcast. But it's all good. It's all good. All right. You uh you live in St. Louis right now. I do, yeah. Nice. What are you doing in St. Louis? I do a lot. Um I work for a microbrewery out here. Nice. I bar and I serve at the airport, Lambert International mm-hmm. in St. Louis, Missouri. And then I also run my own business, which is Supreme Smiles STO. I'm gonna put that link in the description so everybody can go there. Everybody in St. Yep. Louis can go there, get you a little your, your little discount. Um Supreme Smiles STO. I do teeth whitening, I do tooth gems, I do body contouring, so laser lipo, mm. uh, body cavitation, butt cupping, breast cupping, yeah. How do you <laughs> yeah. keep up with all that? Look, I'm not going to lie, during COVID, when COVID hit and stuff, you know, my father had just died from cancer, mm. and they actually, uh, they they fired me. Well, I should say they let me go the same day my father died and uh, yeah so that was like a double whammy and stuff and um it was pretty much one of the things you know i'm saying you have to you got to have a hustler's mentality and i just went for it how much did it cost and invest in all these cups and blades and whatnot or did you already have it i did not um just off of my training certificate i probably spent like fifteen thousand. Damn. Not including anything um, along the way of like supplies or any any of it to like get me started. Mm-hmm. Out of uh, all the stuff that you do, what do you like most? The cupping, the blading? Um, honestly, I really love doing teeth whitening. Mm-hmm. I think that's like my most favorite. And you know, I've been branching off and stuff. I've been doing like my little local modeling too. Nice. Um, so I'm really trying to get out on that. I have a music video, a paid music video that I'm doing next month. I'm really excited about. Nice. 
yeah, I'm, I'm just super excited about it. Are you caught up with the current events? TV, I couldn't even tell you what's really going on. And then I really hate to like turn on the news because being out here in St. Louis, it's always a death after a death or a murder, like whatever, you know, it's very depressing. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, I don't know. How do you I handle that? To. All those, all those killings going on. It's a lot and it's, it's sad. It really is. And then, you know, when there's nice weather out here, they don't know how to act. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. And uh, it's unfortunate because a lot of lives are taken that really shouldn't have, shouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. You guys have a, a high crime rate, too. Yes, extremely high. Is it because of the uh, the poverty areas? Or is Not this, even. Or just people like, being knuckleheads? Yeah, I, I think it's this. They This is Missouri. This is the show me state. And that's one thing they do. They sure as hell show people. People get knocked out here over a bag of chips. And it's just like, wow. And a lot of times, like, it's very high when it comes to children and women. It like, is. I don't know if these men out here be just in their feelings or what, but yeah, mm-hmm. like I said, it's a, it's a lot of lives that are taken that, you know, really shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. What made you move there? Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> out of all the states, my, what made you move to St. Yeah, Louis? I know, right? My dad's girlfriend was actually living out here and my brother had came out here to and been here since are you have any plans of, of leaving st louis definitely want to leave well now that i have a child here mm-hmm. um that that is one thing you know um but i definitely do want to move i want to move to florida or i don't know i just, I definitely just don't want to stay here mm-hmm. i feel like i have way too much potential for what st louis brings true as as far as relationship are you in a relationship i am not i actually am fresh out of a nine-year relationship Wow. With my four-year-old son's father. Mm. It was one of those uh, love-hate relationships. Mm. (laughs) It was very toxic between the two of us. So Mm. I finally decided to make that decision and leave um, and kind of just do my own thing. And that's where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. How toxic was it? And why'd you... Why'd you stay in a relationship for nine years? It was more just along the lines, like, you know, you've been with somebody for so long. You kind of just, you start to grow apart. People change over years and you don't start seeing the same things eye to eye. It was more along the lines of that. But I feel like we both were very comfortable in the situation to where my biggest thing was, you know, in the past, I, I raised my daughter by myself. And now that I have a black son, I, I just felt like with everything going on in the world today, the last thing I want to do is raise my son to not have a father. So Mm -hmm. I chose my own unhappiness to make sure that my son was happy and his father would be present. Mm -hmm. And it came to a situation to where I really had to sit down and like ask myself, like, you know, at the end of the day, is that what's right? Mm -hmm. And I just decided to be like, you know what, like when it's all said and done, I got to make myself happy. Mm -hmm. And if I'm happy, my son's going to be happy. And I'm not a bitter baby mother or anything like that so you know my son's father he knows that regardless i'm always going to push for him to be in his life whether Mm -hmm. he wants to or not so Mm -hmm. it's just one of the things i'm just very big on making sure you know that he has that father figure and what these young black men need these days they Mm -hmm. they need that that figure in their life to so where they're not in, in the streets or in the systems or you know any of that yeah true i mean i can relate to that personally I feel like a lot of things changed with him and I mm-hmm. um, not long after I had my son. Like it was kind of like a disconnect mm-hmm. with him and my son Amir. So it just like, you know what I'm saying? As a mother, like it kind of makes you feel some type of way. 
And then, of course, you know, I, I battled postpartum depression and I mm. kind of did it on my own. And it just I feel like through everything, it just kind of built up. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten to the point it was like either I leave or I'm going to hate this man and I don't mm-hmm. want to hate him. So that's kind of where we're at right now. We're just trying to figure out how to co-parent, mm-hmm. which <laughs> How's that is going? difficult because, you know what I'm saying? He he, he still loves me and I'm just like, yeah. shit. <laughs> as far as relationship, do you think jealousy means you're in love? Um, no. What's your view on jealousy? I mean, I think there's different levels to it. Mm-hmm. Um. I definitely feel like you can love somebody and be jealous at the same time. But sometimes I do feel like jealousy can be a, like a part of like your own insecurities. Mm-hmm. You know, I did. I dealt with that with my ex, um, especially with me trying to branch out and do my modeling. You know, mm-hmm. um, just last November, I went, I got my body done. And so I just been trying to like kind of just do my thing. Mm-hmm. And by by saying that, I mean, like. As far as just getting out there, you know, like I I try to do my modeling stuff and whatnot. And I feel like it was a little bit too much for him to maybe take in. Mm -hmm. And I've seen a lot of insecurities come out to where even if I told him like, okay, well, this is where I was going to be at. This is what I was doing, whatever, whatever. It still wasn't good enough for him or he would still like he would body shame. me. He body shamed me before I I got my body done. Then I got my body done and he body shamed me. So it was just like, it was a lot of things that just kind of like added up. But yeah, I think there's, as far as like jealousy goes, I definitely feel like there's just different levels to it. Mm -hmm. Love somebody and be jealous over certain stuff or you can just be jealous in general. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's people out there that just don't want to see somebody do good. Yep. Those are called haters. True. <laughs> as far as the body shaming, how did you handle that? Especially um, well, with I mean, your depression I've, and all that. Yeah, I've, I've always been confident. Mm-hmm. Um, really, me getting my body done was more along the lines of I'm not having any more kids and I just want to go back to being the old Nikki that I was, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, give me my body back. Mm-hmm. I, I, I brought some amazing kids in this world and now it's time for me to be me again. Mm-hmm. So, um, I really didn't let it affect me. And even now I still don't, I just feel like I'm a bad bitch and I'm going, I'm going to always hold that title. Mm, bad bitch, bad bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> would it, would you, in your opinion, what do you feel that makes a relationship great communication communication yeah i definitely feel like you have to have that comfort amongst one another to be honest and be able to communicate and share things and sometimes it's very hard Mm -hmm. to do you know Mm -hmm. as far as the the level of sharing what do you mean like sharing passwords to your phone i'm just anything i look at it like the person that i could see myself being with for the rest of my life i want to be able to tell them anything about me about my past just anything in general without feeling judged or you know what i'm saying kind of like having like that best friend Mm -hmm. who's not going to judge you or make you feel some type of way but you don't really find that a lot these days Nope. like that that's that old school love and and the new generation don't know anything about that The new generation just knows about ghosting. Exactly. And moving on to the next. As far as relationships and all that, do you believe there should be no secrets in a relationship? That you should tell your partner everything and keep no secrets? Um, I feel like there shouldn't be secrets, but you should still have your own. That's the word I'm looking for. (laughs) Definitely. I feel like a secret, you know, is a little bit too much. But Mm -hmm. again, 
depends on the situation or who is involving. Mm-hmm. But if it's something that's going to affect your relationship, definitely not. Mm-hmm. A healthy relationship should have no secrets. I mean, I'm not a relationship expert, but <laughs> I know. But in your, <laughs> in your experiences with your previous relationships, did you have secrets, or did they have secrets? Everybody probably has secrets. Yeah. What qualities do you look for in a partner? Um, now that I'm growing up, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it's just really more based on a connection. Mm-hmm. I want to know, like, I can be comfortable around somebody. I want to be able to be myself, not have to put on a fake front of who I am. Mm-hmm. That's like the biggest thing. Like, if you can love me for me, that's like amazing. Plus, you know, you know me, I'm a little crazy. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as far as being comfortable, when do you feel it's all right uh, for you or for your significant other to? To fart in front of each other. Well, you know, men are like a little bit more freely with that type of stuff. Yeah, but women be having them quiet farts, so we don't even know they be farting. They be just, <laughs> you know. So don't don't be trying to blame it all on men and saying men. No, I'm not. But I'm saying like men are just like men don't care. They'll just go. You can invite a man over one like for the first time to come to your house, and they just shit in your house like they just you know <laughs> like they live here or something. But, yeah, but that shit and the farting, farting's a lot different. I mean, it, it took me about, I think, seven months, maybe seven or five months to fart in front of my girlfriend. So. It probably took like two, three years. I used to go to the bathroom and turn the faucet on. <laughs> when you fart <laughs> like, or when you poop? Like, just in general, like, if I had to go, like, shit, mm-hmm. I would go in the faucet <laughs> on so no know what I was in there doing. And then, like, I had to like pass gas. Yeah, I'd walk in the other room. <laughs> yeah, but like I said before, women be having them them quiet farts. They'd be like this. <laughs> For real, that's how they be. <laughs> you know, you don't, they don't have real farts. They just be like them silent ones, and it just be like. As far as this whole thing with social media, what's your thoughts on are using it as um, for dating? Mm, I don't know about that. Um, I think that's just more along the lines of everybody's out here for for themselves. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, um, I feel like media and, you know, all this other social media in general, Mm -hmm. I feel like it puts... um, it puts these these young people in a different state of mind on mm-hmm. what's reality versus what's fake. Yes, they're chasing a fake dream that you know what I'm saying. They're they're not going to get mm-hmm. in real reality. It pays to come from the the older generation. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Get out there and meet somebody in person, conversate, mm-hmm. like go have dinner, drinks, a date like whatever you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. all that facebook messaging or jumping in a dm like people have there there's just so many fake personas or being mm-hmm. catfish shit we didn't know nothing about being catfish <laughs> nope. back in the day no we didn't you up shit you linking up in a bar mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying you meeting somebody on the street walking like mm-hmm. we ain't have none of that kind of stuff yep. so shit, i remember we we met at um damn what was that bar's name it was I think it was Shitty Limits or Escape. Was it? Yeah, it was Shitty Limits oh. or Escape. It was one of them, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember Joey used to be the owner. Yep, Joe Hage. Shout out to yeah. Joe Hage. 
I think he's still an owner at one of those bars there in Cortland. He is. He owns um Stone Stone. Oh, Buster. Stone Lounge. Yeah. Damn, that shit's still open. I think so. Should I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if if a relationship needs therapy, do you think it's already too late? I do not. I do not mm-hmm. think it's too late. I feel like sometimes a relationship needs an output from somebody who's who knows nothing about you. Mm-hmm. Like it's different when you involve people who are your friends or your family because they're always going to pass judgment mm-hmm. as opposed to somebody who doesn't know the situation. They don't know who the two parties are that are involved in the situation and they're just given an honest outlook on, you know, what could potentially help you. Have you ever thought about therapy? For me personally or a relationship? Yeah, you, you personally <laughs> for your relationship to try to save it. I'm not going to lie. My last, like my past relationship that I just got out of, like we had talked about going to couples counseling and we actually like, you know, had spoke to the the woman who was going to be counseling us. And just based off of our conversation, mm-hmm. um, it just really didn't seem like it was going to work. It, it, it was more like it was going to be a argument or a conflict mm-hmm. more than trying to get through what the real issues were. So you didn't make it that far. We did not. We That's did not. That's right. And trust and believe, I heard it. You said we were going to go to counseling. Da, 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 da. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well, <laughs> not going now. So <laughs> I'm getting my shit and I'm leaving. <laughs> mm. Do you think J Lo should give her ring back? Oh, I didn't know they separated. Yeah. So being that if I was J Lo, I already know I got the money. So your ring probably don't mean shit. So I think if the ring I was, was like five million though. Yeah, but. What's five million when you when you have your own millions? You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. different if it's a, a random female on the on the block that mm-hmm. had a come up. Mm-hmm. Not like she has her own millions, so I don't think that it's really worth anything to her mm-hmm. to keep it. So if I was her, I would definitely I would give it back. Jeez, most women would keep it. Yeah, they probably would, but not most. Most women don't have J Lo's money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> How did you handle the pandemic emotionally? Emotionally, Mm -hmm. um, it didn't really affect me like that. I kind of felt like I felt really you weren't in in lockdown. Um, I mean, I was not quarantined. We still did our little kickbacks, even though we weren't supposed to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I um, it really didn't affect me like that. I kind of felt like it was like a vacation that was much needed. Mm -hmm. Although my daughter had had her baby, a quarantine baby. Yes. (laughs) So so it didn't um, affect you at all. You just just yeah, I was was a vacation. After living, yeah, I was at the beach all the time. I was in New York. I yeah, like I don't know. I I was just on like a hustler's mentality. You weren't scared of getting COVID, or did you get it? I actually I got it. Um, like I said, I went to Miami to get my body done in November. I caught COVID when I came back to St. Louis in December. I actually caught it around Christmas, um, and I didn't have really any symptoms other than a sore throat, mm-hmm. and then within like my last week i started having like a migraine i I was only down for like two days but other than that i was good you got a you got a strong immune system (laughs) and luckily nobody else in my house caught it like my son was all over me like he's a mama's boy anyway Mm -hmm. so i couldn't do nothing without him being right there and i like blessed that Mm -hmm. he did not catch it his dad didn't catch it 
my daughter didn't catch it. My grandbaby damn. didn't catch it. So, yeah. Well, damn, shit. Well, that's good. You you had a chill quarantine and you didn't really go stir crazy like most people. Right. Being being locked up inside. What inspired you to pursue modeling? I know you did modeling when you were little. Yeah. Um, I think I just I've had a lot of people who, you know, would inquire about me like being in like a music video, mm-hmm. especially a lot of local artists out here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I just felt like now that, you know, I kinda like am coming back to myself. Mm-hmm. I um, want to pursue it a little bit more and nice. it's been a blessing you know I have people who are like yo like when you when you drop in some new photos and what's up with some calendars mm-hmm. you know it's like it's just a lot so I'm just really hoping that I could get that break mm-hmm. is that would you say that's your passion yeah I mean I mean I have a lot of passion but <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I just I don't know I just want to find something that I'm good at and I can prosper in. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's either going to be my business or me just getting out there in that limelight. Mm-hmm. Well, all your passion. You only live once. Okay. That's why I'm doing this podcast. And I even my put passion. my son modeling. My yeah. son, he's a character. There you go. <laughs> get a, get him in a modeling game. Get some, yeah. head, get some headshots and send it out to an agent and then... Now go. he's with a, a modeling agency here in St. Louis. They just they don't really offer. Yeah. I feel like just in St. Louis don't have that. New York or California, you got to get an agent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, it's like they send me things here and there, and you know he'll he'll go in for his audition, and we'll mm-hmm. hear something back, and then it's like we don't hear nothing after that. And yeah, that's that's what my life is like with auditions. Like I'll get a call back, and then be like, oh, maybe I'll book this one. Nope, you don't hear back. You just it's a numbers game. You keep it keep it moving. Yeah. Literally. Keep it moving. On to the next one. On to the next one. Right. This was cool. This was a cool little conversation we had, you know. Yeah. We got to reconnect after a long time. A long, long time. Hell yeah. <laughs> a really long, long time. You ain't ready for that conversation. <laughs> exactly. Um Thanks so much for, you know. <laughs> Getting on this call, I will plug all your information down below, your Instagram, your your website. So if people need to get their brows done or whatnot, teeth whitening, cupping, all that, they know where to go in St. Louis. Definitely. And hey, and pursue your dream. Don't let nobody hold you back. I know that's right. Thank you. You're welcome. And I will talk to you again, Nikki. Okay? Okay. All right, folks. You guys heard conversation with me and Nikki. Well, look down below, subscribe, like, comment, follow her on Instagram. If you need to get your hair, nails, eyes done, whatever, what, what, what not, <laughs> she, she's the person to go to. Hey, thanks again. God bless. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>